Hello, and thank you to anyone tuning in to the Conservative Carolinian podcast. My name is Jericho Cook, and today for the inaugural um, podcast of the Conservative Carolinian, I thought it would be fitting to just discuss some of the events that have transpired over this last week. So if you've logged on to social media or picked up a newspaper or turned on the news or haven't been cut off from the outside world in the last 72 hours, you have undoubtedly heard of the events that took place at UC Berkeley um, where rioters and protesters implemented violence and scare tactics and attacked police officers and uh, implemented a whole slew of repulsive tactics in order to shut down the event that was going to feature self-described conservative provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, Milo is on a uh, tour of college campuses um, in order to promote his new book, Dangerous, that is up for pre-order on Amazon. Uh, much to the dismay of these protesters, pre-order sales for his book skyrocketed by over 12,000% um, going from the day of the riots at Berkeley to the day after. So in a way, they perhaps helped his book sales even more so than uh, via the promotion that he was conducting on his own. Um, Milo is very popular among college-aged conservatives. And, uh, you know, this was a private event. This was an event that a club had to sponsor and funds had to come from the club. So these are, are individuals who are silencing, you know, their classmates and other students on campus and in a sense causing them to flush down their own money, which as a college student, I can tell you that we don't have a lot of to begin with. So this, uh, this group, this movement, this new thing called Antifa, Anti-Fa, however you pronounce it, I don't really know. Um, it's essentially just an abbreviation for anti-fascists or anti-fascism. And it's a movement that has been birthed recently. I'd never really even heard of it until uh, of late. And I think it's really ironic that the people that adhere and um, believe in this movement and are supporters of this movement, they're supporting, even if they weren't directly involved, tactics used by fascists. So anyone in this movement that is condoning the actions that happened at Berkeley or regardless of what happened at Berkeley are, you know, pushing forth this idea that violence is okay and political violence is okay. And sometimes violence is necessitated in order to further your political uh, ideologies. It's funny that they're calling themselves anti-fascists when that is literally a tactic used by fascists and something that fascism actually believes in at its foundation. So fascism is an ideology that you know, they want this organic, unifying, nationalist society, which is already kind of eerie in its similarity to what these liberals and leftists want, um, which is unity, solidarity. That's what they, uh, a couple of weeks ago for the Women's March, that's what their whole reasoning for the Women's March was, is that they were marching in solidarity with women. And everything you see coming from the left is just implementing this idea of 
solidarity, of unity, of just inclusiveness. And while not directly correlated to fascism, that's something that uh, can be connected to what fascists believe in this unifying one organic state. Now, fascists also believe that violence is okay. They, be- they have a positive view on utilizing violence in order to further their beliefs. So this is just crazy to me that these people are calling themselves anti-fascists, yet they are actually executing fascism. Mussolini would be proud of what these liberals are doing, of what happened at Berkeley, utilizing violence and scare tactics in order to silence someone and prevent them from utilizing their First Amendment right to free speech. That's not something that we need in our country. That's not an idea that needs to be supported. We need to be condemning ideas that say you can't speak, that say you can't exercise your right to free speech. Now, not only did they help his book sales um, by (laughs) 12,000%, I read a report the other day that said that the estimated cost of damage to the UC Berkeley campus was around $100,000. Now, this is hilarious because I presume that many people involved in this protest and in these riots are students at UC Berkeley. And I wonder where they think the university is going to get the money to pay for the damages that they caused to their own university. You know, it's crazy. In fact, I hope they're not surprised that next semester, if they see their tuition rise up a little bit in order to compensate for the $100,000 of damage they caused to their own school. You know, that in itself is just crazy. That in itself is something that I just can't wrap my head around. They are destroying things that they are paying for. That's not a statement. That's just idiocy. That's just not being smart. You know, of course, I don't condone violence. I don't condone utilizing violence, obviously, for political measures, but really in everyday life either. But this is something that we are beginning to see a lot of. Um, you know, we in recent years, we've seen protests and riots of people destroying their own cities. You know, we see, are seeing at UC Berkeley riots and protests where students are destroying their own campus. What do they think destruction is going to help validate? All that does is make people turn away from that ideology because they don't want to be associated with violence and destruction and rioting. You know, at the same night, um, one of the protesters pepper sprayed a woman wearing a Trump hat in the face. Why? I don't know. I presume because she was wearing a Trump hat. But this is something that we can't ignore. We can't ignore the fact that, um, you know, after Trump was elected, we saw so many people crying and saddened and upset about violence that they think is going to be coming from the right. 
And I'm sorry, but every act of violence I have seen in the news since the uh, election of Donald Trump to the 45th president of the United States has been coming from the left. It has been leftists attacking right wing individuals. I don't know if this is some sort of um, reverse psychology that they think, oh, if we attack them before they attack us, we'll have the upper hand. They won't want to mess with us. But the thing is, is they're enacting these things in predominantly left areas, college campuses, big metropolitan cities. These are areas that that uh, incubate liberal ideas, that want liberal ideas to grow and become the predominant factor affecting these areas. They don't understand that once they let this spill out and try to take this into areas that aren't too kind to leftist ideals, that's when there's going to be a problem. And I hope that day never comes, but that is going to be an issue one day if they continue on the path that they are. So to recap, we have people attacking the right to free speech of conservative right-wing individuals under the guise of an anti-fascist movement. They're implementing fascist ideals to do it. Um, you know, irony is not something that we have uh, been unfamiliar with coming from the left. So am I surprised? No. But this needs to stop. We need to have civil discourse. We need to have unity in regard to the fact of we are all Americans. I don't see any right-wing individual trying to silence a left-wing individual. You know, we need to just go back to the days where we debate, we have intelligent conversations with one another, and if we don't agree, fine, so be it. You can call each other an idiot, that's fine, but the violence needs to stop. Once again, I thank anyone who is listening and who tuned in to the Conservative Carolinian podcast, the inaugural podcast, and be sure to connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theconservativecarolinian and our WordPress site, which is theconservativecarolinian.wordpress.com. And of course, for anyone listening right now, you're listening through some form of our Podbean website, and I believe through Podbean we will be able to post these podcasts to the iTunes and the Android podcast apps. So once that becomes available, you guys will be able to listen via your mobile devices. Once again, I thank you all very much for listening in, and God bless.